Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman, and I'm glad you're uh, joining uh, the, the podcast, or maybe you're watching on uh, Facebook, the, the broadcast, I don't care how you're tuning in right now, I'm just thankful that you're with, uh, with me. Today we've got a special program, I don't very, you know, very rarely do I have guests on the show, but today I do, Pastor Gordon Rumble is here, and as I let everybody know, uh, it's a special program. We're going to talk about the end times and, you know, with this Ukrainian, you know, Russian war going on and the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. Does any of that, you know, point us to maybe the return of Jesus? I don't know. We're going to talk about that. Okay. But before we get there, um, just want to maybe do a follow up on last week's program. Excuse me. Um. Thank you to uh, everyone who watched or listened on the podcast. I appreciate it. And there were thousands and thousands of you that did. I appreciate it. I also appreciate all the comments. Okay, I did have to take some comments off because they were just crummy. They were really crummy. They were vulgar or whatever. And I, I'm not going to allow that on, on the program. Okay, I'm okay with you not agreeing with me. I'm okay with that. And in fact, I like that. It stimulates good conversation with one another. Um, tell me, tell me, hey, I don't agree with you, Rick. And here's my, you know, two reasons or four reasons why. And those are really great to look at. I look at all of them. What's not okay is for you just to make a, a, a crummy uh, comment, okay? I have, uh, I know of at least two families that right now are watching this live. It's a part of their homeschool curriculum as they watch this program every Wednesday. And then they actually dialogue with each other as a family over the comments that come in. And so I got children that are watching this. And so if you put something crummy on there, I'm going to take it off. And, and I don't want to do that. Tell me how you disagree with me. That's fine. Just don't be crummy. If you're watching on uh, or you're listening on the podcast... It's super important that you um, go and leave a rating, okay? Hopefully, you'll give me a five-star rating, but even if it's not a five-star, go there and rate it, and then leave a comment on there. It helps more people find the, the program, and if, you're, if you don't have the podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts. It's a little purple icon on your um, phone or whatever. Click it, go to Here's a Deal with Rick Countryman, and then hit follow. And then every time one of these drops, it shows up on your phone. Usually the podcast is, um, uh, usually we, we download that by Thursday or something like that. So, before I have my friend here uh, join me, something interesting happened today uh, in the Senate that I thought went right along with what I talked about you know, last Wednesday, and that is uh, Kadanji Brown Jackson. Okay, I hope I got her first name right. If I if I didn't, man, I apologize. Okay, she is the first African American woman who's been nominated to serve on the Supreme Court, and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty historic moment. Okay, the first African American woman to be nominated, and so right now the Senate is asking her questions, you know, to see if she'll, because the Senate has to, uh, you know, affirm her, uh, vote her in kind of a thing. And I've been watching most of it, and 
obviously she's super intelligent, seems like a really nice person and all that. She uh, graduated magna cum laude from Harvard. I mean, this is one smart, you know, uh, uh, person. Today, I think it was today, Senator Blackburn, or it could have been yesterday, but I think it was this morning, Senator Blackburn, who's a woman, asked this other woman this question. It was great. It was a great question. Senator Blackburn looked at uh, Miss Jackson and said, I want you to tell me what a woman is. So one woman is asking another woman what a woman is. And I thought, wow, that's a great question. And obviously, Mrs. Jackson is brilliant. I mean, she has her magna cum laude from Harvard. And her answer was stunning. Her answer to the question, what is a woman, was, I'm not a biologist, so I can't answer the question. I, I, I was just stunned. I'm not a biologist. Well, I'm not a biologist either. Uh, I could go to most elementary schools and find four or five or six-year-olds who are obviously not biologists who could have answered the question just simply from a biological uh, you know, reference. Um, she could have said that a, a woman has you know, two X chromosomes. She could have said that, right? She could have said that a woman has breasts. She could have said that a woman has a vagina as opposed to a man having a penis. She could have said women have a uterus. She could have said a woman has fallopian tubes. She could have said a woman can actually carry a baby inside of her. She could have said a woman then when that baby is born can actually feed that new life with her breasts. She could have said any one of those things, but she didn't. She said, I'm not a biology major, so I can't answer the question. And that was really troubling to me, R really. I mean, that just kind of goes along with everybody's afraid to just speak the truth. And for those of you that are Christians out there, our Lord and Savior said, it's the truth that will set you free. And not just any truth. He's talking about the truth that you find in the Scriptures. The truth you find in Scripture will set you free. We as believers are called to use our brains and think. Christianity is a thinking man or a thinking woman's religion. God wants us to think. He wants us to use our brains. And when we do and we know the truth of Scripture, it sets us free. And as I shared last week, the truth in Scripture found in you know, the very first book of the Bible is that God made people male and female. And then Jesus in the New Testament reaffirmed what was said in the Old Testament by saying the same exact thing. So I just thought that was super interesting that last week we talked about this whole thing and then you know, this whole thing came up. We have a woman who can't even describe what another woman is. That's to me, it's crazy. And she's up to be the Supreme Court, you know, justice. But so with that said, today's program, I think is going to be super crazy. Uh, I had a bunch of you email me. I had a bunch of you text me. I had a bunch of you 
call me. I, had a bunch, I saw some of you just around town at the grocery store and you said, hey, can you do a program on the end times and how does this Ukrainian war and the pandemic fit into it? And I thought, okay, today's the day. So I called my friend, Pastor Gordon Rumble. He's a pastor at the same church that I serve at, okay? And his area of expertise is really the end times. Now, he's an expert on the whole Bible, but his real expertise is on the end times. And so, Gordon, come on over. And uh, we're just going to have a little bit of fun talking. And, and once again, it's okay if you disagree with us. You may have a different thought about the end times and all of that, and that's okay. We're not going to be offended. But I will get ticked off if you post something that's crummy. You can post, hey, I don't agree with Pastor Gordon, and here's why. That's fine. I want us to be able to dialogue, but we got to do it civilly. Okay, so, Pastor Gordon. Yeah. Got this big war going on in Ukraine, and man, we had this pandemic that literally was all over the world does any of this play into anything the scriptures might say as it relates to the end times? Absolutely, it does, Rick. And thanks for having us on. Uh, we do love the study of, uh, we call it eschatology, the study of end times. But we're living in an age for the first time, for the first time in history, that we actually are seeing things unfold literally right out of the Bible that has been prophesied for thousands of years. Jesus, before he went to the cross, he sat there on the Mount of Olives and they asked him, when are these things going to be? And when are you coming back? And he says in Matthew 24, he says, in the verses 1 through 36, read it. He says, these things are going to come to pass. And when you see the beginning of these things come to pass, look up, lift up your head, because your redemption draws nigh. That means the rapture of the church. So what things? This thing that's just happened with Russia and Ukraine is all part of the end times. If you open your Bibles to Ezekiel 38 and 39, it talks about Russia. It, it says the chief prince of Magog and Magog, which is Russia, of Meshech and Tubal. And for the first time in 2,500 years, these alignment of nations, which it mentions them there, Persia, which is Iran and Iraq, and Shedan and all these Ethiopia that come down, they're going to be pulled down to Israel to take over Israel. And that is going to be one of the signs of the end of the age. We're right there for the first time in 2,600 years. A hundred years ago, my grandfather would have never understood that. Mm. But not only is that alignment of nations going to come down, and it could be real quick that we could be drawn into nuclear warfare because in, in Ezekiel 39, it talks about men of employment that will mark the graves and they'll come back seven months later to bury the dead and they'll burn the implements of warfare for seven years. This war is not the Battle of Armageddon. Right. This war needs to take place maybe in our time, maybe right after the rapture of the church. But in that same Olivet Discourse, when he says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, he says, know this also, that men will become lovers of themselves, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're seeing that in the church age today. Just what you mentioned about this woman, the perversion of sexuality and everything has gone off the charts. And there's stains everywhere in the body of Christ and on the church steeples because we're living in that day. So you've got wars and rumors of wars. You've got the perversion of the culture. 
You've got Daniel 12 where it says, know this in the last days, men shall run to and fro and knowledge will be greatly increased. The halfway point of human knowledge, they figure is 15 years ago. So we have seen the, the brilliance of man for 6,000 years and now it's gone up exponentially. Yeah. And we see that. We didn't even have cell phones when I was a young boy. We didn't have computers and look where we're at today. We're talking about petaflop. We're talking about the simulation of data you just can't imagine. So we are living in that day where the imminent return of Jesus Christ would come. And then now, now throw in the pandemic. Oh, the pandemic is all part of it. He also says in Matthew 24 that know this, that in the last days it will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. And we are seeing this pestilence, which is, can be the pandemic yeah. of any kind of a virus. Yeah. And look what it did to the world. It shut it down. It made the world become global. Yeah. And that is going to be another sign of the end of the age. So when you, obviously, we're not here on this broadcast saying Jesus is coming back tomorrow. We're not saying that. What we're saying, though, is, is that Jesus was the one who said, hey, when you see these things, it's kind of like uh, uh, the beginning of uh, a baby being born. Right. All he of a sudden, he, he actually calls it the birth uh, pangs there. So he says, and when you see these things, Luke 21, 28, when you see these things beginning to come to pass, look up, lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. We're not looking for signs we get the benefit of seeing them yeah we're looking for the savior to return yeah absolutely so okay so we're all sitting around here now and and you got all of these signs obviously something's going on i mean we're, we're something has happened and it sure looks like those things that jesus talked about so what's the message for believers how should how should we respond just in our own personal lives. What should be the response of people knowing that this is probably the, this moment that, that's ushering us into this moment called the rapture? What, what, how, what should we do? Well, one thing we do know, that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And this is not the death rattle of Christianity. Right. This is the birth pangs of Christian fulfilled prophecy. Our savior is very near. Could it be five years, 10 years? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. But there's one thing very chilling when you look at the passages in the Old Testament of Ezekiel 38 and 36, 37, 38, 39. When you see no mention of the United States and the only hint of there is when Russia is coming down and we see those nations coming down. It's the questions that are being asked is being asked by those little lions. We're one of those lions. Why are you doing this? Why are you coming down? Why are you doing this against Israel? And that's the question we're asked because we've become an, a very weak country we, yeah. and we're in that position now. So Putin and these guys, they're gonna come down. I don't know when the timing is that gonna happen, but it's gonna happen maybe in our lifetime. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, this was something that I thought was super interesting is that growing up and going to school, I would look in history books where I'd watch television programs on the History Channel and you would see, you know, France all bombed out and, you know, you'd see these black and white buildings that were on fire and the rubble, 
everywhere, you know, in Poland and all these things. And you would go, wow, that's, that's really crummy, man, to see, you know, what the Germans did and all of the bombing and the civilians and the, you know, just like towns, just regular towns that were destroyed. And here we are in 2022. And every morning I wake up, I can look on the TV and I'm seeing images just like I used to see in history. I'm, I'm seeing buildings that are just burned up, apartment complexes burned up. It literally looks like World War II. Here we have one nation who's coming into another nation and literally just killing the civilians that are there. It's crazy. And it says, wars and rumors of war. My son is a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And he says, Dad, we're involved in 64 wars right now. So we're involved all over this planet. It's a whole, the, everybody, there's, there's coup d'etats, there's wars and these things going on. But one of the greatest proofs that we're living in the end of the age is Israel. And I would say a three-letter word, the greatest veracity, the proof of the word of God is J-E-W, Jew. And the reason we say that, the Bible says in Isaiah, can a nation be born in a day? Oh, Yeah. May 18th, 1948, became a nation, and for the first time in 2,760 years, they were nothing. They were nothing. Absolutely nothing. And, and the minute a, a group of people have ever lost their homeland, they lose their identity Im uh, immediately. You don't see Babylonians on the street. You right, don't see yeah. Romans. Right. You don't see media Persians. Yeah. But you see a Jew. Yeah. They've never lost their identity yeah. because they're God's chosen. And it's, isn't it interesting? You got this little, if you go to a map, I mean, Israel literally is a little pinhole on a map. You, you, you yeah. could literally take the whole nation of Israel and put it in our Central Valley. I mean, it's this little tiny pinhole on a map. And all around it all right. are all these countries that absolutely hate the Jews. In fact, in some of their, you know, national mottos, it's, we want to exterminate the Jewish people, the, 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 the nation of Israel. It's literally in their documents, and yet, there it is. Here, let me give you something kind of exciting. I was looking the other day. You got this little nation, 12 million, surrounded by 858 million Arabs. And you know God speaks in numbers. God also speaks in colors. Did you know the writing of the four horsemen? When it talks in the Bible, it talks yeah. about the red yeah. and the white and the black and the green. Did you know that every Arab country surrounding the nation of Israel, every Arab country, all of the color of their flags is white, red, green, black. Wow. I didn't, only, know, I didn't know that. the only nations. I did that, not know that. But the Bible says, I'll bless them, I'll bless you, curse them, I'll curse you. And the only nations that support Israel have the same color of the flag, Australia, England, United States, and ours is red, red white, and blue. No. I don't know. Maybe God's yeah. speaking in colors. Maybe, maybe he does. But if nothing else, that's super uh, interesting. Right. Well, here's, here's the thing. I, I like keeping these programs about 15 minutes, so we're at 19 now. I think when I kind of sign off here in a minute, I'm going to wrestle him down and get him in a headlock. And I think I'd like to do another program next week. I bet you would like that too. And maybe we could uh, talk a little bit more uh, about it because it is, it is interesting. It is, it is biblical. And I realize that there are good Christian people that will disagree. 
And Gordon and I are okay with that. Okay? Disagree. In fact, it would be really fun for you to say, you know what, I don't, I don't agree. And, and really quick, give your three best bullet points. It's, it's, that's okay. And uh, for those of, of you that are watching, make sure you, you hit the share button and get this out to your friends. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, don't forget, go and leave a rating. Believe it or not, it's, it, it helps. And all of your positive comments, I want you to know, mean something to, to me, okay? Because I get a lot of crummy comments. So when you leave a, a, a good one or you see me or call me or text me, I want you to know something. God is using you to, um, to encourage me, okay? Gordon, one, last one? Yeah, yeah. One thing I do want to stress. The Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour that he's coming back. No one. Christ don't even know. Someday the Father's going to look at him, go get your children. But this is what he does say. Don't be ignorant, brethren. You should know the times and the seasons. And when you see these things, the budding of the fig tree, when you see these things beginning to happen, it's probably in our generation. And I, I think that, you know, that idea of don't be ignorant. God doesn't want us to be ignorant. As I said earlier, Christianity is a thinking person's faith, uh, you know, religion, if you will. God wants us to think. He wants us to use these brains of ours. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. And so he does give us these little, these little glimpses that we can go, huh, I think something's up. And then it ought to make us all try to live maybe um, a more sanctified life, a weightier life, or whatever that might be. Hey, listen, we love you. And if I can work him over, we'll be back next Wednesday, Lord willing. Okay, blessings, everybody.